in our country. And Lord, we just ask you to, as they look back and remember the heroes in their life and in their family, Lord, would you bring them comfort and peace? We ask you to surround them. And today, not just to be a party day but uh, this weekend, but just a time to remember, to reflect, and to appreciate all that you have given us, Lord. We love you, and that's in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right, well, um, <clears throat> some of you may already know this, some of you don't, but yesterday morning, Pastor Lowell's mother passed away, went to be with the Lord, and Miss Arlie Tompkins, some of you who've been at RVC for many years, knew her, and she was, uh, when Kenny and I first started attending RVC in 2008, she was here working, keeping babies, and teaching Bible studies, and uh, I've known her for most of my life when I was a young preteen and teenager. I used to hang out with their family and go to Lake Bistano and go skiing and stay with them, and um, I loved Miss Arlie. She was precious, a precious woman of God, and there's no wonder that our pastor is a good Bible teacher because Miss Arlie was a wonderful Bible teacher. Some of you would know that, <coughs> that knew her. And also, you, you, you guys know Jessica and Ryle. You know that Jessica is Lowell's niece. And um, So we, we want to take a few minutes right now and also just cover their family in prayer. You know, all the grandkids that lost their Mimi. And um, their, um, I, I, you know, I feel their grief. She was precious woman of God. She's kicking up gold dust right now. But those of us left behind and their families are hurting and feeling the sadness of of her being away. So <clears throat> would y'all join me and let's just lift them up in prayer. Lord, we just want to lift up our pastor, Lowell and Georgia and their six kids, Lord. We'll lift up Jesse and Ryle, their precious children, Lord, uh, Leslie, Kimberly, Kristen, Lord, all the uh, grandkids, all of those who knew Arlie and loved her and are hurting right now. Only you, Holy Spirit, can comfort us in times of grief. There's a deepness, a deep grief that we feel when somebody uh, we love moves on and lord there that it's like a uh, a grief that only you can comfort so holy spirit you who are our paraclete you who are our comforter would you wrap your arms around lowell today and georgia and jesse all of these kids lord Lord, would you bring your comfort to them, Holy Spirit? We know that you're with them. God, I pray that in the next few days, moments, day by day, week by week, Lord, that you would, I ask you to um, mend their hearts and bring them peace and calm, even joy as they look back and remember the wonderful times they had with Miss Arlie. Lord, comfort them. We trust you to do that, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.
Okay, so today I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about life and death. Seems appropriate this weekend, a Memorial Day weekend, and also uh, a weekend of, of grief. But also, um, the Bible has a lot to say about this, so I, wanna, I want us to talk today uh, about life and death. If you have your Bible... Um, or you can, oh, you, you can look in your um, phone notes, if you have them with you, that were emailed to you. John chapter 5, we're going to begin at verse 24. And I use the English Standard Version, so that's what we'll be reading out of today. John chapter 5, starting at verse 24, it says this, Truly, truly... I say to you, and this is Jesus, so Jesus is saying, honestly, I'm telling you all the truth here. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he is passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and it is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he's given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Okay, so let's take a minute and let's look at these verses and see what Jesus is saying to us here about life and death. Uh, Starting at verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears, and the hears, when he says whoever hears, he's not just talking about listening. Because, you know, we can listen and we can hear. Right? So this hear right here means to comprehend, to get it to understand fully what he's saying. He said, So whoever comprehends my words and believes him who sent me has life. Has, present tense. Not will have, but has. I was an English teacher. Uh, Present tense is different than future tense. Right? You guys remember that. So has eternal life. Jesus said, Whoever believes my words, whoever comprehends what I'm saying, has eternal life. And this eternal life means, you've heard this word zoe. A lot of people, a popular name for girls and and little dogs or whatever is zoe, right? Z-O-E with the two dots over it, zoe. That word comes from, uh, it means life. It means the God kind of life. Energetic, full, vivacious, real, abundant life he doesn't come into judgment but he has passed past tense already whoever comprehends these words has passed from death to life death doesn't just mean dying and going into the the grave death you guys know when we sometimes we experience death We're still alive, we're still breathing, but we experience the death of things, right? Death of a dream or uh, death of some plans that we had expected or death of a relationship, right? Sometimes we, 
we experience death. Death, hear me, it means darkness. Darkness opposite of light. Actually, darkness is the absence of light. Right? Where there's no light, there's darkness. So death here is referring to, it means to die, of course, but also to die, to, to be in darkness, to be in uh, pain, anguish. But we don't receive judgment, but we have passed from pain, anguish, darkness, to life, to abundance, to joy, to fullness. In other words, when we begin to really understand what Jesus is saying, we move. We relocate from pain to life, from darkness, dysfunction, to joy, life, abundance, peace. Uh, We begin to experience the zoe of God in our lives. Verse 25 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who really hear, those who comprehend his words will experience Zoe. That's what it means. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? That is great news. That's great news because it's here right now. I mean, and this was back in the day. Jesus said, it's here. It's already here. Why? Because he was here. He came to turn death into life for us. Um, The time when those of us who are destitute of life, those without power or vitality, will hear the voice of Jesus and we will comprehend his words and we'll begin to walk in fullness of life. So, by the way, when he says, you hear my word and comprehend it, what does he talk, what does he mean, hear my word? So, what's he saying? He's saying that he's life. In him, there's life. There's no darkness. He's light, the light of men, the book of John says. Look, at, look keep going, verse 26, for as the Father has zoe, abundant life, within himself, that means he has life all by himself, just right by himself, God is life. Just as he has zoe in himself, so he granted Jesus to have zoe within himself. Don't be surprised, verse 28, don't be surprised about this for the time is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear, will comprehend that he is light. They'll comprehend his words. They'll comprehend his voice and come out. I like that. I like that. That reminds us of, um, it reminds us of another story, right, about somebody coming out that was in a tomb. It remind you of anything? Uh, If you have your Bible, flip over to John chapter 11 and scroll down to verse 17. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. 
And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, Listen, this is good stuff right here. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Does he mean a physical? No, obviously not. We, when we are in him, believing him, listening, comprehending, and understanding, we'll never die. He said, do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God who's coming into the world. Okay, look down at verse 32. So when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, same thing, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. And you guys know this uh, probably from Sunday school or something. That's the shortest verse in the Bible, two words, Jesus wept. I love that that verse is in there. Because when you feel grief, Jesus feels what you feel. He wept. He cried. I mean, and it didn't just say he had a little trickle of a tear or he patted them on the back. He wept. I think that's a different version of crying than just um, a little sniffle and use your handkerchief, you know, a little tear. I got a little tear. He wept. He felt their heart. He felt their hurt. He felt their pain. And he knew that he was life. He stopped and he grieved with them. Look at verse 38. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. Um. I want to just say this right here. He comes to wherever we are. He always comes to the tomb. Whatever area in your life or my life that is dead, guess what? Jesus is weeping and then he's hidden there. He's going to the tomb wherever that is in your world. The pain, the darkness, the heartache. Jesus always comes to us. He doesn't wait for us to come to him. He's pursuing you. He's pursuing me. He's coming to the tomb. So it says he came to the tomb and it was a cave. A stone lay against it. Verse 39, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor for he's been dead for four days. You know there's kind of like different kinds of death, right? Like just somebody just died or this is not that. This is like, oh my gosh, it's fixing to stink. This is real death. It's been a minute. Lord, this can't be resurrected. We can't do anything about this now. This is a mess. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believed me, you would see the glory 
of God, what do you mean? The life. Didn't I tell you that if you believe me, you'd see the life. You'd see the glory of God. So they took away the stone and Jesus, they had some faith there. (laughs) Whoever rolled that rock away from that stinky cave, I mean, they believed him. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 43, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. That's what he says to us. When we come hopping out of a stinky tomb, he says, let her go. Loose her. Let him go. Take the, take the uh, death clothes off. I'm letting them go free. I'm resurrecting something there in them. And you ever feel like you're in, you're in a tomb? I do sometimes. Trapped, no way out. It may be something big. It may be something small. Um, sometimes we're so funny. We think, well, this is too big for God. Sometimes we think this is too small for God. I w- w- wonder what we think. is just asking things that are just in the middle. <laughs> he is the life giver. He rolled away the stone and said, come out. Be free. The book of Isaiah prophesied it. And Jesus read it in the New Testament that he came to set the captives free, to give sight to the blind eyes, hearing to the deaf, make the lame to walk. Right? That's his MO. That's his plan to bring life wherever he goes. I remember um, us talking a lot years ago, uh, Lowell talking about this, you know, this um, cartoons, how. Or even like uh, the Wizard of Oz, it's in black and white. And then all of a sudden, it turns color. Do y'all remember that? I remember that as a kid, watching the Wizard of Oz, and everything's in black and white. And then the next thing you know, we're out of the woods. Right? And they're running through the field, and everything is blooming and uh, colorful and beautiful. That's what, that's what it's like when Jesus shows up on the scene. He takes that... That blackness, that darkness, that black and white, dreary, sad grief. And all of a sudden, everything is in living color. Everything comes alive. That's him. Why? Because he is life. That's who he is. Zoe, life of God. He is walking life. And he's living and breathing in us. All we got to do is... Step out of the tomb. Come out of those grave clothes, right? Be freed. I think it's time for me, for all of us, for you to begin to listen to his voice. Not just listen, but to hear, to comprehend. God, help us to understand. Help us to comprehend and get what you really were saying. That you are life. You don't give us life. You are life. And when we step into it and walk into it 
and it takes faith to step out of a tomb. It takes faith to rip off um, grave clothes, right? It's time for us to hear his voice, to comprehend his word, to, to understand, to get it, that he's life and he meant for us to live in Zoe. We don't always. We go back and forth, right? And life isn't always a mountaintop. Life is a journey, and it's a path. But the life of God can always be in us, surrounding us, moving through us, moving. It's Listen, because we are now the ones that are... Wherever we go, uh, things bloom and the color comes on, right? Because we are full of the Zoe life of God. We're a reflection of Him. He was a reflection of God, His Father. We're a reflection of Him, who He is. Who He is, not who He was. Who He is. Okay, I, I, let's let's continue on just for a minute in John chapter 5. I got to say, I, I don't know about y'all, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know, but that's what I want. I want to live and walk and move and breathe. The book of Acts says, in him we live and move and have our being. In him, in him we live and move and have our being. That's good stuff. John chapter 5 Looking at verse 39, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it's they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Verse 45, don't think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one, though, who accuses you, Moses, on whom you've set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote of me. Okay, so what is, what's happening here? What is Jesus saying right here? We often, very often, the Christian religious world, we look into the law. We look into the scriptures. Now, he was talking about the scriptures. Moses, that's all they had was the Old Testament, the Pentateuch. They had the law, the book of the law. We have the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, the Old Testament and the New Testament. They didn't have a New Testament. They were the New Testament, right? But we do the same. We often look into the law, to the do's and the don'ts, to the rights and the wrongs. And if we do it all right, if we just do enough right, then we're going to have life and joy and peace. I can check off all the boxes, then everything's going to go my way. And Jesus said that you're looking in the wrong place. I'm not the accuser, but you're looking at the accuser. You're looking at something that will accuse you. That will, what he means by that is it points to everything we ever do wrong. It reminds us of everything we ever do wrong. Jesus doesn't do that. He washed us, right? He filled us with his breath, with his life. And he said, don't go to the law. Come to me. I'm life. I am life. Um, Jesus said that all of that, all the law is doing is pointing you to me. Pointing you to me. So why would we go back here? It's pointing you to 
me, he said. All right, if you don't mind, let's flip over to the book, uh, stay in the book of John, flip over to chapter 10. This uh, chapter is Jesus talking about he's the good shepherd, and I'm the shepherd, you're my sheep, I know you, you know my voice, okay? The, she- the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. They don't, follow the, they don't follow the voice of strangers. They listen to me. I, I remind God of that a lot. Lord, I'm your little sheep. <laughs> I know your voice. I won't follow the voice of another. Speak to me. I'm listening. There's a very uh, well-known verse in John chapter 10. It's John 10:10, 10, 10, and it says this. The thief, and he was... He was doing the analogy, telling them, them about the sheep and the shepherds. But he said, um, the, the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I came that you would have Zoe, abundant, rich life. The thief comes to bring death. He comes to bring darkness pain, destruction. But Jesus came to his sheep. That's me. I'm his little lamb. He came to you. You're his sheep. And he said, I want to give you Zoe beyond measure. I want to blow your mind with the amount of life that I can fill you with. All right, so I want to finish with one, um, one, chap- one more chapter in the book of John. Go back a few pages to John chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of of all men. The light shines in the darkness. Remember I told you death is darkness. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. And in, and in um, like the older King James Version. The way I learned it as a child. It says um, that the light sh- shone in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness didn't comprehend it. And that kind of didn't make sense. So in more modern translations, it's been translated. It means this. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness had not overcome it. The darkness couldn't overcome the light. But also, it's because it couldn't comprehend it. Darkness cannot comprehend light. Right? Verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world didn't know him. It didn't comprehend who he was. He came to his own. And his own people didn't receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Verse 14. And the word became flesh, Jesus, and dwelt among us. And we've seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 16. For from, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Key verse right here, 17. For the law was given through Moses. 
but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The good stuff. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He, Jesus, has made him known. Jesus showed us God, the only God. All right, so as we uh, wrap this up today, um, you know, for the past year and a half, we have seen so much death. We've experienced uh, so much death. We, we, uh, our world, not just our state or our country, but the entire world has been in a really strange, hard place for about a year and a half now. I believe we're coming, I hope we're coming uh, out of that, right? Coming, making that corner. Um, it's, it's like life is happening, but people aren't really living, right? We're just going through routine or have been for months and months, going through routine, doing what needed to be done. Um, I'm ready to begin to come out of those grave clothes and start walking in a whole new level of Zoe. How about y'all? We lost a lot of people in 2020 and 2021 to COVID. In January, my dad uh, died. We lost my dad to cancer. And this weekend, Lowell lost his mom. Um, we're Memorial Day weekend. We're, we're remembering those who have died. Uh, so much loss and grief and sadness. And sometimes it just feels like it's kind of overwhelming. But Jesus told us if we would stop what he said to, to his disciples and he's saying to us, if we would just stop just going through the motions of doing what's right, digging in the law, if I just do enough right, and we start really looking to him and hearing him, comprehending, understanding, he will give us life abundantly, full Real life, fresh, new, because he is life. I just, I believe that we all need and want a breath of fresh life. Don't you guys agree? So how do we do this? We, we hear his voice. We comprehend it. We receive it. We understand it. We come out of the tomb. We get rid of those grave clothes. We let him unbind us. Sometimes we come out of the tomb, but we still need him to set us free. We're hanging on to stuff. Stuff is wrapped around our feet and our head. Can't see. I'm here, but I can't see. Something's around my eyes. He came to open the eyes of the blind, to open the ears of the deaf. God, may he open our ears and our eyes that we can breathe in and walk in newness of life. Let's do that. Y'all agree? It's time. I'm ready. Y'all ready? All right. Let's close and let's pray. Would y'all stand again together? Let's pray together. Lord, right now we just breathe in. New breath of life. You, Lord Jesus, are the resurrection and the life. And we breathe you in right now, Holy Spirit. We breathe in fresh, new, abundant, full life. 
we need a fresh um, dose of your life, Lord, and we're asking for it. And just like Jesus said, I know that you hear us. Just like Jesus had life within himself, you have given us life within ourselves. It's you. It's you. So we breathe in a fresh breath. Come on, everybody, just take a deep breath. We breathe you in, Holy Spirit. We breathe in your fresh breath of life. You're not, acu- you're not accusing us. You're, you're saying, come on, live. Come out of that tomb. Breathe newness of life. Live. Walk in life. Walk in newness of life. Lord, that's our desire. That's what we want. We know that's only in you, God. Forgive us when we look to the wrong sources. God, you are our source of life. And we look to you. We breathe you in. Come on, let's do it again, everybody. Lord, we just breathe in that new life. Now, God, would you just loose us? Would you just unbind us from anything that's hindering us, Lord, anything that's in front of our eyes that's blinding us, anything that's stopping up our ears from hearing and understanding and comprehending the voice of of God? Lord, anything that's tying up our hands and tying up our feet, Lord, anything that's binding us, And keeping us from walking and living in life, in living color, Lord. I pray, God, that we begin to, in a new level, as we come out of this COVID and as we come out of uh, anything that's been holding us back, Lord, we choose to walk in newness of life because we believe you. We choose to believe you, Lord, your voice. We hear you. And we understand, we comprehend, and we receive it, and we embrace it today. The Zoe life of God. And I just pray it for every person that's listening this morning, today, or this week. Lord, that the Zoe life of God would infuse them, would fill them. Lord, that their life would become one of living color. Out of the woods, out of the darkness, Lord, into your marvelous light. We trust you for that. We thank you for that. We love you for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Amen.